Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Griggs, here with the super producer and the hardest working man in sports is McMahon. Yes. <laughs> I doubt People, the people at the job probably would would, would disagree with that statement, but like, I'll, yeah. I'll take it tonight. You're like, yeah, he's okay. He's yeah. just, thank you for checking out the Super Duper Pod. This is an HP 53 production, but we are internationally known and locally respected. So make sure you follow us on Instagram and all socials at Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D. Shout out to Sarah on the socials, S-O-S. And also follow us online at hp53productions.com for all our merch and additional content such as the Father Good Podcast and our own Ez McMahon with the Easy Smoke and GM Podcast. I know you guys recorded last night, right? We did. Uh, I obviously talked about uh, the ever, ever lasting Caleb Williams, Justin Fields oh, argument, the civil yeah. war that's going on with Bears fans right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, discuss some of that and some some of what happened last week with Colin Cowherd and uh, and him oh, telling telling the world that that be on the Bears, right? Correct, correct. That he wasn't didn't want to come to Chicago, and then the next day, uh, Caleb's people got back to Cowherd and said, "Yeah, that's not true. Please walk that back." So, yeah, uh, so I talked about that, and uh, we got three Bears, three new Bears in the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, just announced tonight. Uh, Steve McMichael, Devin Hester, and Julius Peppers are going Devin to the Hester Hall of Fame this year. Awesome. He did. He did. Awesome. So uh, we talked about that. So, uh, so yeah, good, good show. And obviously, you know, we brought up the Super Bowl. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. That, little, yeah. that little thing that's going to happen on Sunday. Yeah, that, 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 that little game that, that's happening. <laughs> so make sure you check out the Easy Smoking GM podcast for more sports takes and heartfelt takes about the the Bears. Bears. Uh, so as as always next year as it's always next year. Oh man. yeah, oh yeah. We we feel good about our situation right right here. No lots doubt. to lots to uh to 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 look forward to as a Bears fan. No doubt. But to, so to keep it on sports for a bit. Um, we're gonna jump right right into it. So today is two eight twenty four, and this is the day they unveil Kobe statue at the uh, I keep want to say Staples Center's Crypto Doc. Well, we know the Staples, like the Sears Tower, like the Woods Tower. Yeah, it's, it's Staples Center. So yeah, it's always yeah. gonna be Staples. It, it's, uh, does crypto even have? Do, do they even have the money to call themselves crypto? I don't know, oh, man. You know they they do this on credit. Like, listen, listen, listen. Arena, give us half the building. Y'all keep the bathrooms, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But uh, <laughs> they unveiled one the Kobe statue at the Crypto.com Arena, and it was actually pretty dope. I mean, obviously, two eight twenty four two was his number. Gian was his daughter's Gianna's uh, number when she played on her team, and of course, eight and twenty four for Kobe. So I thought that was pretty dope. And I was thinking they were probably telling that guy, "I don't care what got to happen. You got to get yeah. this done." By two six can, twenty four. 
Can you imagine if they didn't get it done? Oh, it's it's like what, what we gotta do this wait forever for this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the the only other thing would have been eight twenty four twenty four. And that's like that's you know, that's not crazy. Two eight twenty fours is just perfect, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh Vanessa Bryan got up and again, just just gorgeous as always, man, and very just you know, this is a lot to deal with, to keep talking about. You know, from our standpoint, we're like, Kobe. You know, but she has to keep remembering that she lost her daughter and her husband in a fatal accident. You know what I'm saying? It's like she has to keep talking about it and looking at pictures of them. Like, you know, for us, it's like, ah, man, he's gone. We, and we didn't know Gigi like that. Like, she knew them both intimately, man. And that, and that, that has to be hard to keep ripping the scab off. But I just always appreciate and admire how she gets up there and she really is just, you know, as strong as she needs to be, do what she got to do, and she gets she the heck up out of there, man. But so the, the statue that they did you see it at all? Yes, I haven't it? seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I was I was watching Bulls basketball tonight. Uh, well, I, I'll just ruin it for you. No worries. Right. Um, so I saw it. I saw it on the uh, NBA YouTube channel. It was a live. It was a live stream there. And I see. I see, I, I realized I didn't, I wasn't a subscriber to the NBA YouTube. It's like why haven't I done this? Should have been doing this a long time ago. Anyway, it's uh so. They unveiled it, and it's a statue of him after he scored eighty-one. So he was walking off and holding up the number one in the air. That that that's that's what the statue is, and the oh, okay. base is a triangle, which is a nod to the triangle offense. They have five basketballs around it, a nod to his championships. His daughter's name are inscribed on his arm. It's it's actually pretty dope, man. It's, it, it was pretty like that's pretty cool. But it's it's one of three statues that's going to be unveiled. He, he's going to get three of them joints. So. One that so this one had the number eight because that's when he scored eighty one. He's gonna have one. Your face looks surprised. Then he's gonna have another one with twenty four. I think it's gonna be that confetti picture. You know what I'm saying? Another no, no, picture where he was like standing on the scores table when they, when they won the fish. They beat the Celtics. Okay, he's holding the ball out. I bet you it's that one. Uh, and then but it's gonna have number twenty four. Then the third one is going to be with him and Gigi. All at the Staples Center. Oh, all at Crypto.com Arena, brother. All at the Staples Center? <laughs> Facts. Yeah, all there. All right. All right. Yeah. So guess what I thought? I was like, you know what's going to happen? LeBron going to want three statues now. Why? I'm, I'm saying. What? I yeah. mean, he's going to want, well, LeBron's going to want a statue at Everybody's in Cleveland, been. in Miami, in L.A. Uh, he, 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 okay. Shaq, Shaq is then going to say, wait a minute. I, I built the Staples Center. Oh no! They were saying it's the house that Kobe built. That was real talk. That's what they said. I mean, you. Oh, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, because because here's the here's the deal. The Staples Center came when Kobe was a he. He only played one year at the Forum, right? Yeah, Shaq he did. was there. Shaq was there before. Uh, uh, was there longer for the Staples when the Staples Center was built? No, 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 no. They were on the team. You, no, you just said it. They were on the team at the same time when they when the Staples Center went up. You just said it. Because if Kobe played one year at the Forum, he and Shaq were on the team around. That's like if Shaq was there, then Kobe came '96, then they moved to Staples Center after that. They built that. So together. they came the same year. Well, so Shaq got traded, like '90. What Shaq got? Shaq got. Uh, no, no, no. He left a free agency. That's Shaq what got swept in '96 by the Bulls, right? In so Orlando. That's when, and then he left. That's and when Kobe was. Drafted. They came the same year. Then, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but not, but I think, I think, you know, for Kobe to stay there 20 years and then win five championships, right? Shaq only won three there. Kobe won five. And he was part okay. of the three. But then Shaq is going to say, 
Hey, uh, uh, I, don't think I deserve. Now. I deserve another statue. Shaq, Shaq, no, what can he say? He left. Left. And then, and then Magic's gonna want a statue. Well, that well, Magic got his one. I mean, that that's what I, that's real. But again, and know, then Kareem is gonna say, "Well, I'm the goat." They didn't change their numbers. That's upside tail. Upside tail. Kobe had the foresight. A lot out of this. But I was like, and, I, first they got and then out. and then Nick Van Exel's gonna say, "Wait a minute, I I, I deserve a statue." Now, you're you're sleepy. You you're sleepy. You need you need. Uh, so Eddie now, Jones. First, first they got thought. See, just stop it. First they got thought was Kobe was uh, LeBron's were like, yeah. So I'm gonna get two Lakers statues, but you ain't getting one up in this thing. Ah, you barely you won. <laughs> A championship and you barely in the playoffs, bro. Stop it. He no, they can't. They can't. They can't be a LeBron. They can't. They a LeBron, LeBron Lakers statue. I'll, I'll, I'll give you Miami. I'll give you Cleveland. Obviously Cleveland. He definitely, definitely Cleveland. I don't think Miami though. I mean, I won. He won two titles there. Yeah, but uh, you know, the one way he won three. True that. True that. But uh, but yeah, definitely LA. I'm not. I'm not respecting LA. No, absolutely not. But Cleveland. Yeah. Absolutely. Get absolutely. I, I, Cleveland, absolutely. I, I'm with that. And, and also, it's like the way he left Miami, I don't think they're going to do that. It's, it was kind of like, you know, I, I think LeBron should have stayed in Miami, but, you know, he do, do, do what he want to do, but he should well, stay in Miami. They say, they say him and Pat Riley didn't really didn't really click all that well. Well, look at, look at the way Bron operated. He want to be the boss, and Pat Riley, hey, bro, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Mickey, and it's me, baby. That's it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, but, you know, I'm happy that, for the most part, people gave Kobe his flowers before he passed away. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, mm -hmm. like, really a, a tour of, like, man, Kobe calls us. He's great. You know, he was all all kind of podcasts. He just, he just was kind of out and about. And so, him as a legend, people were just... Because, you know, sometimes people pass, and they sound, it's like nobody knew who he was. They're saying they, they tell you how great he was, and nobody really liked him to begin with. But they'd be like, yeah, he was like, he was a... Great Fisher or something, something stupid like that. But I feel like with Kobe, people were really like saying, no, nah, man, we really cared about it. That's why his death hit everybody so hard because you start to really get to see him. So this feels real and it feels genuine. And, um, you know, I think Kobe's story, his life is actually what we all hope for our lives to look like. Think about it. You start out young and dumb and brash and just doing stuff because you think you know you think you know everything, but you're not old enough to know you don't know nothing. Um you know, you get some early wins, you know what I'm saying? You, your, your cockiness and your brash young life actually gets you somewhere, right? You make some things happen. And then, you know, you have some tough years. Uh, you know, trust me, being almost 45, that's real. You know, I have some tough, some real down stuff. But then, you know, you get past them, you get older, you get wiser, you win again, and you appreciate it, right, when you win again, because you know how those downs look. Then... Then I think the gift that the one thing that Kobe did that we also try to do once you get through once you win again, you try to teach others what you know, right? That was the biggest thing, like in Kobe's after he retired, right? Taking a lot of players under his wing, teaching young girls the game of basketball, trying to really incorporate and, and enhance the women's game. Um, you know, you got to leave room to help others. You know what I'm saying? So I really I feel like Kobe's life because we saw him grow up in front of us. You know, literally saw him grow up. NBA, you know, young stars to star to superstar to villain and fallen star back to yeah. star, retired legend. And then unfortunately, we we witnessed his untimely demise, man. And it's just like, man, you see this brother 
it's like he tried to get the most out of his life. And I think that's, you know, we talk about Kobe a lot on the show, but I mean, and, and truly MJ is the GOAT. He will forever be the GOAT and all this LeBron, especially this hourglass emoji and the way this trade, every trade deadline, he, you know, that kind of crap. MJ goes to stay the GOAT. But I have to say, man, Kobe is my favorite player, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just saying this because, you know, it's uh the statue like I was thinking about that like he he he's my favorite player MJ really is, yeah MJ's go I'll I'll never say I just I just think over I look at his entire just kind of he is like a, his life whole legacy is like a movie you know what I'm saying the ups and downs the ins and outs you saw it all you know what I mean it's like MJ was kind of protected right to a degree and we found out stuff later but it was like he he had his image it's Kobe. He he was who he was, you know what I'm saying, and we saw it for all to see, and I and I feel like he 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 came out on top of it at the end, right? He he was the best version of himself, I believe, toward the end. And it was like he never he just wanted to be the best. Like ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You want to be the best at what you do. So I I I, I don't think that's like an inflammatory statement to say that, right? Like the MJ's go. No, 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 yeah. no. I I I definitely understand. For me, uh. The only issue is we're the same age. Yeah. And so for me, I think I, I, I hold the guys that were older than me, uh, you know, in, in reverence, you know. Yeah. So that's, MJ, that's fair. Uh you're gonna you're gonna be think I'm crazy when I when I say this. Uh but like a like a, a Kendall Gill or I mean, I know you work uh, with him, but I'm gonna need a new podcast uh, uh, producer, guys. Can, man, can, that was man. <laughs> this guy was, here after MJ, that was my guy, man. I, I've, I've never, I've never told him this, by the way. I, I, okay, I, can't, I haven't told him this. So the only way he's gonna find this out is if he listens to this podcast. But yeah, oh, I, I should take my take it back. Sorry, Kendall Gill. <laughs> <laughs> he understands. He understands. Yeah, uh, you know, Rod Rod Strickland was 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 my oh, guy nice. back back he then. Nice. Yeah, yeah. When he was at DePaul, so those mm -hmm. those were the guys that I looked to. But yeah, I I, I totally get it. Totally yeah, because I mean, but, but I think for the reason you talked about, like because we were the same age, it was like we were living life at the same time. And you look yeah, at him like yeah, yeah. And so it's just like again, it's just like you look at. I look back at my own life and the own and the arc of my life. That's kind of where I am now. Like, well, you know, I can't just do this for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it can't, it can't just be about what I get and what my kids get. It's like what what can I leave? What mark can I leave in the world? No, it was cool. They had a whole feature on him. How it was like hundreds of murals across the world of Kobe and, and Kobe and Gigi. Like they had some in Malaysia, in France, in the Philippines. I you know, wild. And these things are beautiful. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you know, of course, all over LA. LeBron's probably trying to get a mural right now. So, you know, it's just really, <laughs> it had a really big impact, man. But, you know, so again, check out NBA.com to see the statue. They're going to unveil the other two statues, I think, pretty soon. Uh, but it was, it was a great, I mean, great ceremony. Phil Jackson spoke. Uh, they had, of course, Vanessa spoke and a couple other people that I can't remember right now, but oh, you can guys can see it for yourself. So shout out to Kobe. That's cool. All right. It was real dope, real dope. So again, on Sunday, as there's this little game called the Super Bowl is going to be played. You going to watch it? Of course. I, I, okay. I, I don't miss the Super Bowl, man. Now you going to a party? No, I doubt it. 
Yeah, I haven't I think, wait, wait. I haven't been invited to any parties. <laughs> Man, so, you know, they, people know they, they don't like you, Vince. All right. I guess so, that's, so, that's so, cool though. I can I can make my own my own hey, one person hey, party here. Got your own salsa and dip. My, my, my wife my wife will join me for the halftime show and then she'll disappear again <laughs> after that's over. So yeah, yeah. So who you got, man, on Sunday? Who you got? Um on the show, I picked the Chiefs. I took the points, the the uh uh, the 49ers are two point favorites. So I took the Chiefs and the and the two points. Mm-hmm. Um it's hard, hard to hard to go against Patrick Mahomes, though, man. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a tough deal. That, so that dude, it's a that guy dude, he's, he's different. He's special. He is, man. It's just a guy, it's like he does security like the boys' school. So when I walked to you know, take the kids' boys to school, he broke us with me while walking. And so I dropped the boys off the book and I walked back to the car. He and I just talked, you know what I'm saying? And I said, so when it was the NFC playoffs, I said, like, who you got? He'll say his team. He been wrong every week. So he, I said, who you got? He was like, 49ers. Definitely the Chiefs are going to win. Go the opposite. <laughs> it's like, you've been wrong every week, sir. Shout out to my man. He, he been wrong. I mean, I said, dead wrong every week, man. He was Ravens, Lions. The complete opposite of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I tell you what, though, man, the Forty Nine ers team was good. Uh, yeah, they got a they got a, a really uh, stout defense. They got weapons on offense with uh, with Ayuk and and um, uh, George Kittle mm-hmm. and uh, Debo. Um, and then and, and Brock Purdy is is man. Everybody likes to likes to fault him because he's not you know dynamic like like a Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson. Shout out to the MVP, but mm-hmm. uh, but man, Purdy Purdy wins games. Hey, and, and, wins and games. Purdy and Purdy know how to burn somebody. Pause because he was like uh, Cam. You know, Cam Newton was like he a game manager. You see what Purdy said? He was like, yeah, no. I may be a game manager, but there are ninety quarterbacks in NFL, and Cam isn't one of them. Like, ooh, <laughs> you know what though? <laughs> I listened to Cam. Cam wasn't he wasn't I, being he was, disrespectful. Nah, he was right he would take it. He was he was saying that he doesn't he does what he needs to do to win. He doesn't take, you know, dumb risks. He even he 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 threw a shot at him at himself. Uh Cam did saying that he he wasn't a game manager. He he called himself a game changer, but he said, "Man, I wanted to be uh, an elite game manager like a, he called Tom Brady a game manager." Mm-hmm. Said that he was an elite game manager, but he said he was just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so, but but also Cam, you know, not to get too deep into it, but like Cam was he carried a lot of teams, but not a lot, a lot of talent, and so it was just like he did what he had to do. So you know, pe- people forget how good Cam Newton really, really was in oh, college, and and really at the beginning of his NFL. I mean, but I remember watching that year they went what fifteen and one. They did. And it was they like they had no business. Yeah. They had no business winning a bunch of those games. Yeah, none. I mean, and then I mean, he just ran into a juggernaut in the Super Bowl. He just didn't know what to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's this. It, so I, I, I feel I, I don't, I don't take a lot of Cam Newton disrespect because well, he, he was that he dude. ran, he ran into a a in his final season, Peyton Manning's final season, an elite game manager. Yeah, right. Was he doing in that in that game? Yeah, yeah. That's what so, happened. So shout out to Westside because she was like, I don't, I don't want to watch. Well, she she only reached for the Chiefs because uh she don't want. No, I'm sorry for the Niners because she don't want to see Taylor Swift. So we got to talk about Taylor Swift. You know, she I'm sure she's gonna make it to the game. I'm sure uh, you know it's gonna be a big deal. 
the bets are the Chiefs win and then Taylor and and uh Travis Kelsey kiss on the grass, grass on the field. So I feel like what's gonna happen is remember when the Saints won and uh when Reggie Bush was dating Kim Kardashian? I remember that. Yeah, and it was like, you know, she came out some sexy fit. And now Reggie Bush won the Super Bowl, right? He he in the game. And Kim walked by, they go, hey, 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 Kim. Oh. <laughs> Kim, Kim got a segment on the post-game show. It was crazy. And Reggie was looking like, I mean, we just won the Super Bowl, dog. Y'all yeah. want to talk to her now again. She looked fantastic. So I ain't mad at yeah. the players. Cause they would look, I mean, the, the guys are like, yeah, so Kim, so uh what do you like what do you like to do on weekends? You know what I'm saying? Just asking the stupid stuff. And and then what happened, man? Two two months later, man. They broke up. He he she she said, "Okay, I'm I'm done. I I got my post game Super Bowl. I'm done." No, but no, no, no. Reggie, as I remember, he broke up with her. It wasn't like she broke up with him. Oh, did he? Yeah, he broke up with her. Oh, which I think he kind of. I think he kind of messed up. Red. I don't know. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like because he couldn't take it. It's like he couldn't take. I think it was like she was more popular to a degree. And that, like, that he he had to kind of be in her world versus she in his world. But it's like, hey, bro, sometimes you got to rethink your plan. You know what I'm saying? On yeah. the fly. I mean, you know what I mean? Come on, I mean, bro. Being a being a football player, man, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna be on top all the time, man. It's, Dude, because she falls. So she was uh <laughs> she uh <laughs> you walked into that one. I sure did. I did. So uh, no, but she. I mean, listen, now she worked a big. Dollars. I'm sure Reggie Bush could use a cup some somebody with a billion dollars. I mean, no yeah. shade to his, to his wife who looks like him, Kardashian. But you know, no shade. I mean, you know, like, but bruh, you was right there. You know what I'm saying? She was still gonna make this billion dollars. That was gonna happen. That was going to happen. But but I imagine though, her being well, we, we getting completely off topic. But anyway, her getting her being married to Kanye made her a bigger star than probably her being married to Reggie Bush. Absolutely. So, you know, so maybe it just worked, it worked out. Best for her, right? She just would have been Reg, Reg's career didn't last too much longer. After no, that. no, no, because after that, because I mean, and he that's got, no, he, that's no shade to him. That he had a he had a good pro career. Yeah, uh, he was nice but too. He played. He, he was great. I mean, he was he was actually oh, he was a, he was man. He's one he of the greatest world college world. football players of all time. Yeah, but he plays a uh, uh, he played a position that uh, I don't disagree. That, that's, that's a collision in, in a collision sport, man. And running backs don't last that long. So. That's not no. That's not an inflammatory statement. No, he no. Probably, I, I would have to agree with you. Actually, the other person would be Cam Newton, I would think. But Reggie did it for years. Cam did it for one. What's that? But you said be the greatest college player ever, right? You said Reggie right. Bush is the greatest college. I right. say he's one. I, I say, say he's one of. He's one of. Oh, one of. Okay, they said what's yeah. the greatest? No, he's not the great. No, no, no. He's, I didn't say he's the greatest. Yeah. There's, so there's a bunch of bunch of guys that can that can fall into that that category. But yeah, he's up there. Mm -hmm. So now. On CBSSports.com, they have the 2024 Super Bowl prop bet. So, again, that's all of the – just, you know, people bet on the game. Betting is a big deal in all the sports nowadays, of course. Got fan duel. ESPN bet got out there. Do you, you use the gambling sites, as? Well, I sure do. I, okay. Which, what's, your, what's your favorite site to use? I always – just because um, uh, I got started, we had a partnership at work with PointsBet. Mm -hmm. I've just always stuck with points bet. Yeah. And then I try I tried to sign up for uh for was it DraftKings or or FanDuel? And for some reason it wouldn't let me wouldn't let me finish. So I just got tired and I just stuck with 
with points band. So, man, I, I love the company, man. In you, bro. I mean, I do, I admire it. I really do. You like? I tried yeah. to do it. We'll it see. just we'll didn't see if work. That, we'll see if that works out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. one prop bet, of course, is a twenty because you know. The Super Bowl is a long game, so you're just betting on all kind of stuff, not just the score of the actual game who's winning, but people bet on things like the coin toss. You know, that's that's the most prop bet of prop bets, right? That's 50-50 right at the beginning of the game. Tails has come up 30 times over 57 previous games at a rate of 53%. So, you know, we'll see who does that this year. Another prop bet. So, you know, Usher's going to perform at the – Super Bowl. There's actually a teacher who had an Usher, uh, Usher Academy for her kids. Like she had them singing choruses of some certain Usher songs and seeing Usher perform, what have you. That was pretty cute. Uh, but so they they're talking about what's Usher's first song going to be, or is he even going to perform? Yeah. So that's kind of like one of the Usher props that they have on the if, show. It, that that's a prop because I've already heard that Little John will be in attendance. Okay. Yeah. It, it's it's probably going. That's that's definitely going to be on there. What what song do you want to hear from Usher, man? I want a bad girl. I don't think they're gonna play that. Well, actually, they might. They might. They might. They might. They might. They might. I mean, he might go because he can't go full R and B Usher. Route can he? But he's, can well, he he's got to. It's got to be. It's got to be stuff that you can dance to. He can't. He well, can't see, go. Can... He can't go like full slow jam R and B, right? But see, but I feel like he's gonna sing part of Nice and Slow just so he can get to the U S H E R and then like cut it off somewhere. Hey, we've been right weeks now. I think that that's my bet that he's gonna sing half of Nice and Slow to only spell out his name, then to continue with. You know the rest okay. of the concert, right. man. I buy that. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm sure we've said this on other episodes. We, I was at your house, shot the Forestville. We watched Prince on the, on the Super Bowl halftime. Was that the Bears? Was that when the Bears win? Yeah, it was. Uh, and again, guys. Okay, you want to see an intense as watch the Super Bowl with the Bears playing with as? Actually, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Wait, well, it's, it's only it's only happening. Never doing it again. Our, just, it's only happening once know. in our lifetime. Right, that's what I'm saying. But I'm never doing it again. They go yeah, Super Bowl. We, wait, we were we were six when uh when the when the Bears were in the Super Bowl eighty five. So that yeah, that don't count. Boy, Ez was tense. So he was like, "Y'all talking too much." <laughs> <laughs> Get pissed off the stage. Where are the Bears? Oh man, oh, Ez. That was man, that was that was a boy. You were tense, man. That was a lesson. Yeah, I ain't never watching the Bears. In it. I'm not watching the Bears. No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Don't invite me, man. Oh, I was I was so upset, man. I was so sad after that game ended, man. I had I had I had my my Mike Ditka Super Bowl twenty cigars now, ready to ready to fire up. And, and I, had, I think it probably broke your heart too. They actually had a chance, you know. What I'm they, were, they were in it. They were, they in, were in it. In it. People, people, people. So I listened to uh, the Bill Simmons podcast. They were like crapping on the Bills. Like, hey, the game wasn't like the coast. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a blowout. Them. They, they, yeah. they got us at the end. Rex Grossman threw a threw a pick six. That was that was the ball game. And it's like quarter. that was fourth quarter. Yeah, man. Uh, so, so back to the prop bet. So. Reba McIntyre is gonna sing the national anthem. We also have prop bets on that, right? On the long? time, how long is gonna be? Reba McIntyre. What's what is the over under for that? So they don't have say. It. They don't have it under here. They have. They have. So, they have so, so, so they're saying. Yeah, they haven't said it yet. So they're saying uh, McIntyre's performance Star Spangled Banner several times publicly, 
perhaps most famously before Game 3 of the 1997 World Series. That rendition clocked in at roughly 83 seconds, but the over-under length for the Super of her Super Bowl performance, 89 and a half seconds. There we go. And she clocked in 97. She clocked in at 83? Yeah. 89, 80, 89. I take the I take the over. Take the over. She can put some whoa, 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 whoa. That's six seconds right there, man. Maybe she won't. I should do 90. I'm take the over now. 90 seconds. That's a whole that's man. That's a whole what six six and a half seconds there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course they got that's a tough bet. Got, uh, it's tough. I'm taking the over though. I'm taking the over, man. People <laughs> making remixes. I mean, I know we don't we're not supposed to say his name. But like when R. Kelly did the Star Spangled Banner on uh, <laughs> uh the boxing match. When they were stepping. <laughs> it was like three minutes long, right? It was like a whole, oh, whole man. Thing. that was funny. It was like R. Kelly just Star Spangled Banner, take the over, bro. Like, trust me, he's gonna be well, up any, there for a minute. Any black artist, you take the over. You take the over, man. That's yeah. racist. No, so, no it, it is. <laughs> Definitely a generalization. Don't That's watch okay. the Super Bowl with Ezra McCann. That's all right. <laughs> I can so, say uh, that. So, uh, take facts. Taylor Swift, <laughs> another Super Bowl. So, they got some Taylor Swift bets. So of course, we talked about she's going to be in Japan on February 10th, but expected to fly to Vegas for the Super Bowl. And so, they released some Super Bowl bets. So, she's currently negative, uh, minus 130 to not be shown during the Star Spangled Banner. That's, that's a prop bet. Uh, but she is minus 135 to be shown before Jason Kelsey um, during the anthem. Uh, Swiss Swift fans can bet on her outfit color and total broadcast appearances. This is just this is so just... smoke and I have a have a bet on the mm-hmm. Super Bowl for how many times Taylor Swift will be shown. Um I said five. He said eight. And then the winner is whoever's the closest. So it's not it's not price is right. Price uh price oh, is right. Close, but uh, I'm going over. Rule, but yeah, but it's it's the closest. So, so no, no, so not without going over. So if so you win, if it's six, so six or Six, I win. Yeah, if it's seven, he wins. He wins. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. yeah. so, I think I'm gonna go with smoke, man. It's it's gonna be ridiculous. It's it's gonna. I be don't ridiculous. see. I don't think so because they're gonna. I think it's it's it's. They don't want to hey, be too cliche. No, see, see, this is what you didn't account for. If the flight doesn't land. Until after the game, say the flight lands after the game starts, then it's gonna be like Taylor Watch. You see what I'm saying? And it's like when they show, oh, she landed, boom, the plane, bop, Taylor, that's one. You already, you already did, and that's at the beginning. And then she off the plane, she's running to the stadium. You see what I'm saying? That's three right turn. She ain't even at the game yet, dog. Yeah, she more? gonna, she gonna beat up before kickoff. No, bro, it's gonna be. A, that's gonna be. A, if she did before kickoff, ain't no fun. They're gonna be like, yeah, you know, somebody. Go, who yeah. is? It on, is it on CBS? It's on CBS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jim. I heard Taylor is uh Taylor is uh <laughs> players getting here, right? It's like uh, as Reba McIntyre singing "Star Star Spangled Banner." One of the planes gonna be Taylor's plane. You see what I'm saying? I'm telling you, dude. I think I, I'm gonna smoke. I think it might be double digits, man. This is gonna be ridiculous. Here's other uh, other Super Bowl prop bet. Of course, the color of the uh, Gatorade that they pour out at the end of the game. And I didn't know this one. Which team's apparel Drake wears on Super Bowl Sunday? That's an odd one. Is Drake even going to show himself? I don't know. I guess he was showing himself a lot on the internet earlier. So, <laughs> <laughs> so also, 
uh, with the Super Bowl, there was an article on the uh, Channel 10 Tampa Bay's website about the most popular Super Bowl foods, right? So again, if you do go to somebody's house, for example, I posted a Super Bowl party, like, you know, with Chipmunks and my sisters, you know what I'm saying? It was just kind of like, but you got to have certain food at different parties. Because the thing is, you know, I've talked about this. I think in my younger years, I would I would enjoy a Super Bowl party because you, know, you just want to be out and about. You know what I'm saying? You want to just be where you are. But then there's some random person who you tell they don't watch football at all. They just here just to be outside. You know what I'm saying? You like, can you shut up, please? I'm just trying to watch the game. <laughs> and again, I like the commercials. So people like to talk to the commercials. So I'm like, hey, hey, can y'all be quiet, please? And, you know, I, I, uh, Kellogg, shout out to my business school. They have a whole uh, every year. Like you do an analysis of the, of the ads um, in the Super Bowl, I go I jump on the webinar every year, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to be nerdy like that, man. So, but so it's like I remember I watched it with my mom, and I had a blast. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like she ain't talking a whole. She asked me a couple questions. You know what I'm saying? She she liked most of me. This was amazing. But no, but uh, they said the best Super Bowl foods at a party. So here's the top ten, uh, and this is based on popular Google searches. Well, let me just read this part real quick. Um, so other favorites in for like Texas and Arizona are chips and salsa, nachos in California, buffalo wings in New York. Um, let me see. Uh, in fact, researchers learned that the wings are that wings are actually the most popular food in six other states, Illinois, Maryland, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. According to a study, finds nearly two in five are planning to eat buffalo wings on Super Bowl Sunday. Is that your testimony, bro? Mm -mm. Well, not this year, man. Wings are expensive now, man. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wing shortage. I don't know. It, it, I might be eating some blue chips and salsa. That's already in my house. <laughs> uh, so here we go. So I'm going to read it 10 to 1. Do it in reverse. Right. So the top 10 foods in reverse order. Number 10, spinach artichoke dip. That's tricky mm -hmm. because... You know, so that's, that can be hit and miss depending on who bringing it, who making it. You know, what yeah, saying how yeah. it's made. You know, what I'm saying that's done well is very good. It didn't. It's just busting. Yeah. So number nine, pigs in the blanket. I've never had nah, pigs. Nah, nah. Super party. This feels like two Americas. Uh, so number <laughs> number yeah. eight, nachos. Yeah, I can see that. You know it. what I'm saying? Yeah. Number seven, hummus. So I don't think nah. they. I don't think they, I don't think they asked nobody black when they did this. Okay, hummus. Number six. Hummus at a Super Bowl party? Like, hey, I can no, I can I can see it happening. Yeah. It's not at not at my part. All right. <laughs> not at my party. Not at my party. I'm sure people have it. Okay. Right. Uh Buffalo Wings, number six. Okay. Number five, chili. I can see chili. I I'm actually I was actually thinking about making a chili this year for the Super Bowl, and then my wife yeah. said no. Uh, we gonna have to talk about that because your chili is bland. Yeah, I was really insulted by that because I think yeah. my chili is pretty damn good. You should, you should be offended, bro. I am. Or check your taste buds. One or two. Uh, number four, <laughs> tater tots. And I've tater never had tots. tater tots. Yeah, yeah. I, I just gave me some regular fries, bro. Yeah. yeah. See, you know what's see? I, well, I guess buffalo wings is chicken wings. I mean, you know, because you just go to Sharks and get. Well, yeah, you can just get yeah. Yeah, get a bunch of wings, yeah, but I mean, they stop. You don't need to eat the buffalo sauce. Yeah. Okay, three is chips and salsa. That's just like that's what you lay on the table, just so you people can snack. Because usually, got to you know, if it's a black party, Wait, what's, the, the food, what's the difference? Food in chips and salsa and, and nachos. 
But chips and sausage is literally just the chips and the sausage dip. So nachos, nachos is like the you meat. don't have the meat. And, yeah, the meat, all the it, duck, cheese and stuff and on there. Yeah, you dip right. it in there. That's different. I think that's uh, the same thing. Go on. Two is guacamole. I feel yeah, like. absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm in on guac. As number two, though? I, I'm in on get That high? All right, I love, bro. I love some good guac. Well, I will say, so, you know, I did, did this fast at my church. I mean, you know, everybody knew about it because I was, was out of town. I couldn't partake because I was fasting. <laughs> but I, I I wasn't a big fan of guacamole, but that was one of the few foods I could eat. Bro, I'm addicted to it now. And shout out to Whole Foods, man, because they had that fresh guacamole and salsa. Oh, it's so ooh, good. That saved me, dude. I mean, ooh, it's delicious. So I, I, I must agree. I mean, again, not my parties in the past, I'm like, who brought this guacamole? Leave now. It's like, hey, who brought this guacamole? I appreciate yeah, you. Make you, sure you, 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 you ain't up on the guac, man. Ooh. Hey, hey, listen, I'm brand new. Hey, we all learned. We fall yeah. down. And so, number, What's one number one is meatballs. Number one, though. Number one. I would I get it. I get it. But no, this this feels this feels culturally. There's. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. No pizza's not on there. Pizza's not on here. Chicken wings are on here. I mean, you know, again, buffalo wings. I would have thought, I okay, I would have thought, all right, pizza should be on there. I Fries thought, ain't on here. Uh, I would have thought sliders. Nope. Yeah, like a like burger. Yeah, like a yeah, yeah. Sliders. This is this is this is that they they said this was a America's. This was from a Google searches. This feels culturally inaccurate. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, so so if we had to do just a, a makeshift list real quick. No, no particular order. Chicken wings for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on the sliders. Um, chips and salsa, I think, is on the chips list. Chips and salsa, yeah. I'm, and, I'm, and, and you can add some guac in there, too. Yeah, uh, guac on there, too. Uh, I'm going to say fries just because it got it come with the depending on the place you buy it from it come with the chicken wings so well, you know since just... you, wait wait since since chips and sauce is on the list i would think potato chips would be on there good call not on there man i know to, listen mr frito lay is like nobody put us on this list yeah <laughs> you, know you, you gotta have that's your, that that's your, your chips your is jays or your lays or the something yeah. pizza okay. pizza's on pizza's on there for sure uh yeah, this list this list might be a little trash. And I, I I get chili. I'm 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 all in for it, man. If except somebody can make it, right? Make, except for I guess for yeah, except for my but hey, <laughs> shit, I'll make mine. I'll be just fine. <laughs> you don't want none? No problem. No problem. That's hilarious. But what? So but whatever you do, this Super Bowl, uh, don't watch it with the ass and don't eat his chili. But make sure you have a no, great. No, you can watch. You can you can watch a non bear Super Bowl with me. And yeah, a non bear Super, but a Bears one. I am, I am going nope. to be man. Just so I, I'm just watching football. You you can talk as loud as you want during the game. It does not matter. Bears game? No, we got we. Hey, yeah, guy. listen, baby, you you can't. I'm not. I remember. I, I never forget. I walked in that house and I said, "What's up, ass?" I don't even think you looked up. You were like, "What's up, Rob?" And just, <laughs> I was like, "Okay." And I went to the basement. I was like, "Nah, dog. Uh, -uh. Oh, I think man. I'm going home. Uh, uh. Especially if they that lose was... and they lost." Man, that's right. One one day we're gonna get back there. One yeah, day, man. just not next year. So, uh, but yeah, make sure you enjoy the Super Bowl again. If the guy, the security that at my kid's school is any indication, 
He said 49ers, so that definitely means the Chiefs are going to win. Chiefs. On, <laughs> on, on Sunday. So, so it is Black History Month, as you know, we've been talking about it, and I'm uh, just working and trying to get Dr. Williams on at the end of the month to kind of wrap up a bow tie what we do for Black History. But I was thinking about just Black History in general and uh, Black people. So I just want to share a few things, and this would be. Let's share stuff about my dad and whatnot, but it, it'll all make sense, hopefully, um, when I'm done. So the word I was looking at is about evolution. And when we think about Black history, um, you know, our history is so long and so intricate. And, and complicated is not the word I want, but it, it's definitely something that, like, it's complex. I was, that's the word I want to look for. It's complex history. And, you know, it feels like we're always... The generations aren't always as connected. Like we're always starting over, right? And so I, I bring this up, I sing the story. When I was in my teenage years, you know, so I've said this before on the pod, you know, I, I, when I grew up with my dad, he wasn't always my favorite person, right? He was, he was tough on me. Like I love that, I love that man to death. I, I mean, I always have, but now we have a better relationship. We talk more, we understand, I understand where he's coming from where he was coming from so it's a lot better you're more when on, I was, on, a, on a friend level now and a friend yeah that, that's 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 my man i love yeah. that guy and uh but when i was younger you know, i was like i'm going to massachusetts for a school so i can get away <laughs> that brother that sounds, Whoa, sounds familiar but it's, it's like i need to be my own man come on man you'll know everything you'll know everything and so i, I remember though i met tennessee you know, my, my grandparents, God bless them, God bless their souls. They, they they passed on. We were in Tennessee, and I remember we took a picture, me, my dad, my granddad. And we took the picture as, and I remember looking at the picture. We both, all three of us were like, none of us were hugging. We all we were all standing there with this face like, we're going to take this picture. And then we, I remember we took it, everybody went their separate ways. And it showed me that, like, the relationship I have with my dad, he had with his dad, right? And I know he loved his grand. I know he loved his father, but you know, like it's like my my his father was tough on him, right? It's just that's just kind of life they grew up in. My grandfather, he's a sharecropper. My dad was a sharecropper, to be honest. Uh, that's how it always shocks people when I say that. Like I'm a, literally a generation away. But my grandfather, you know, he was a very dark skinned man. He didn't know how to read, um, you know, but all he knew was how to work, and he was strong. His whole life was. He had to, he wanted to protect his children. You know what I'm saying? He got had two, he had this wife, he had two boys and two girls in Jim Crow South, Tennessee. And in his mind, all he could do to keep them safe was to scare them into being safe. Does that make sense? Like yeah, scare yeah. them. It's like, you know, make you so fearful of me, you'll do right. You be so fearful of me that you won't go, you know, you won't go astray or get out of trouble. That's that's all that he knew. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, when I look, I got to, and I, I remember looking at that picture a lot. I remember saying, like, you know, I don't want this to continue. And I didn't, I mean, I wasn't even nowhere near having kids. I remember thinking, like, I don't want this to continue with my sons. Like, whatever is happening this with this line, because again, my dad never, he never, like, you know, dissed my grandfather. If my grandfather needed something, I mean, of course, my dad was sad when he passed that. that you know, he loved his father. But, I, but I, I'm sure he wished he could be a little bit closer to his father, but he just, Maybe didn't know how to, or then maybe my grandfather wasn't like, be close, you know, that wasn't how it was going. So I bring it up because it's like, I remember when I made that in my that that thought about, I don't want this to continue. Whatever this is between the three of us, 
got to stop with me, right? Because these men are too great for me, for it to be like this, this gap between us and that we're all, we're starting over to try to do something different. Because I know my dad didn't discipline me as tough as his dad did, right? But it was, it was some tough stuff that happened with me, right? And I remember I was able to, I'm thankful I was able to like sit back and recognize it. So it's like, I'm tough on my kids. If you've been around me, you kind of know, you know, but they know why I'm tough. I explain why I'm doing something, why I'm saying something. And we have a standard that's set. I think what was always was missing was the conversation back from the kids. Like a lot of times people don't let the kids talk back to them. I'm not, I don't mean like talk back, like, you know, sassing or something like that, but just, hey, explaining their position. Because, you know, I realized I'm not always right. I thought you did something and you didn't do it. Like a lot of times, oh, dad, I that's not what happened. I did. And it's like, oh, I go, I'm, I apologize, son. You know, and I'm saying my mother heard me apologize. And, and she was like, what? I said, well, mama, I was wrong. I got to show them that I was, you know, I can admit that I was wrong. And so what I came up with is that's why I started thinking about evolution, right? Because when we think about Black history to a degree, we kind of have these generations of people who are connected, but they don't operate like they're connected, right? It's like, it's like you know, the sixties and civil rights was it started it had to start this whole new generation. We're gonna do something different, and even like now, right? It feels like the younger generation doesn't want to connect to the older generation, right? It's like we're gonna do something different than what you guys have done. When it really should be like we are and and we are involved from what was done before. So I talked about last episode woman at my job talked about her whole uh, being talking in AAVE at work, using the vernacular at work. And she made a comment about how people in older generations shun her or think she's being crazy because they think they have to talk proper at work because that's how they grew up. And I, and, and I was thinking like, you know, it's not necessarily that they're shunning you, right? But it's like, hey, in their time, if they dare talk like they talk in their neighborhood, they wouldn't get any chance at the job any chance of opportunity, any chance of anything. So you, the fact that you can talk this way at work is an evolution. It's built upon what they did. It's built upon what they took and what, I'm sure they want to be themselves, quote unquote, and talk like they talk at home, but they could not. But because they did that, you were not able to talk like this at your good paying job, say what it be what it is what it ain't right so versus it looking like being there shunning you you we should recognize it as this is an evolution of where they've been because again before that generation the people couldn't talk at all in front of white people you know what i'm saying they couldn't say a word in front of white people then it gets a part they can say something to white people right but they, they feel like the only way to get heard is say something from them so we should start looking at our history as an evolution because again it feels like we're always starting over like i see this with a lot of black businesses, um, a lot of black churches, you know what I'm saying? We, it's like we keep starting over like these institutions shouldn't live and die with the person, right? There's a company, I don't really want to say it, but this, it was a famous magazine, rhymes with Kevin E. <laughs> and so, but uh, <laughs> I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. But no, but, but I'll just aside. like, you know, the founder, it's like he felt the way he operated was that he, it had to evolve around him. Right. And when he died, the company went on a weird trajectory and it's not in business anymore. And it was a strong black, like brand. You know what I'm saying? It was in everybody's house. Everybody knew it. And all of a sudden, gone like that. Right. And I always thought about like, what's wrong with people? 
sometimes we think when if I build it, it has to live with me, but you're not gonna live forever, right? We have to start thinking beyond the generation. It has to evolve beyond you, and that's no knock on you. The truth is, you're not probably gonna see the best that it will be, and that's okay, right? I think a lot of times when we think about history and what we want to be, it's like we want to see it. Sometimes you are the stepping stone. Like, I would love to maybe have been an actor or a performer or what have you. You know, the best I can do is be on a podcast like this. But I know my son will be that, right? And it's okay that it's him and not me. You see what I'm saying? I know some parents, they want to be in the league and they can't, so they push their kids. That's not, hey, you are, you are a bridge. You can explain to them all you have. You know what I'm saying? And they they do the best they can with that because, you know, there, I think there's a lot to be passed down, right? You know, and I, and I kept, because I keep saying starting over, like, think about how many businesses as like these white owned companies that pass down to generations of families, right? And that rarely happens with black institutions. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I, I don't have to have this. That's just a true thing, right? It's like, unfortunately, that thing, when, when the founder or whoever they pass, it might make it a generation. I'm sure I'm, I know there, there are some different examples, right? But like for the most part, they don't get that doesn't get passed down. It dies with the one person because that younger generation feels like, well, I was never part of it, or I didn't you didn't teach me, or you didn't help me, or whatever. And they go start their own thing and they do the same thing over. So nothing gets to last through history. And we're always starting over. It's like I think there's strength in really realizing we are more connected. Than we think we are like we don't the, the the older people got some wisdom that we can use and the younger people got some ideas that can carry us through you know we trauma shouldn't be the only thing we pass down to each other you know what i'm saying like fear shouldn't be the only thing we pass down to each other like we are evolving on top of each other and that's okay that's an okay thing i really salute uh my church and my pastor pastor charlie dates like Pastor James Meeks, he was the pastor of uh, Salem House of Hope, big old church here in Chicago. And he asked Pastor Charlie to be to take senior pastorship, and he retired. Now, that doesn't usually happen in a black church. Like, sometimes the older preachers, they they stay there till they die. <laughs> it's like, and then they got to find, you know, do be dead. Then they, the church got no pastor for like months, years even. And then they got to find a new guy, and it's like, we could have figured this out a long time ago, right? You know what I'm saying? We could have we could have had a plan a long time ago, but for whatever reason, it's like we got to do this on our own. What you saying? And then you lose you're losing part of your congregation because they're they're tired of not having having you know everything they need at at their home church and yeah, right. And then and then what gets lost? And even us, even in it's just different examples, like even in the business example, what gets lost is like, hey. This is the time to teach the young people. This is the time to give them a chance. Like what I appreciate about my mother and how she raises and how my parents raises is that my mother, you know, my dad, he, he ain't like too many mistakes. So this, this is actually surely Jesse Big. But her whole thing was this is why pencils have erasers because we are supposed to make mistakes. She said that all the time. And so if she was teaching you how to cook something, she baked in. You was gonna burn something or it was gonna taste bad, like a chili. You know, it was gonna it was gonna hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sister subject. But you know, it was she baked in the mess up. You know what I'm saying? She she baked in the screw up because it's like you don't know what you're doing, it's your first time doing it. So she baked that in. 
and I and I just hope that as we move forward, because again, we are that generation now, yes, right? That is, you know, you know, we think we're not young, not the young ones anymore, right? So it's like we it has to start with us, right? We have to go, okay, what young people can I pour into and can I connect and show like, you know, maybe there's some young people we know we could show, hey man, this is how, this how we do our pods. You know what I'm saying? This is how we do this thing. Same, you know what I'm saying? Thing for y'all. But, but I think all of us, the young people in our lives, just some people that we are connected with, it's like, how can we connect with you guys? Because it's easier to say y'all music trash because it kind of is. But it's also, but there's nothing wrong with going, well, why you like that? You know what I'm saying? Why do you enjoy it? You know what I'm saying? What what do you love about it? Like the stuff my kids listen to, it it is silly. It's just, but again, it they're 12. Shout out to the chip marks, they'll be 12. So but it's like, hey, instead of saying how stupid it is, let me listen to it. And it's you know what I find is a couple of things I actually enjoy. So we get to have we get to share this together. So then, but the biggest benefit is they are now connected to me, right? And I'm I'm with them. As they get older, that they hopefully can share the same thing. Because this has to continue, man. Because that's always the thing that concerns me about Black history. It's like we have to talk about it in phases versus this one series of time and event. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like that. That's that's what I hope for as we move through Black History Month and just further along. Just it's not just we talk about. What happened with Dr. Martin Luther King, with Malcolm X, with all these people in civil rights, and that's where it is. It doesn't end there. It continues through there, through Oprah, through Michael Jordan, right? Through LeBron, uh, you know what I'm saying? Through uh, Van Lake, you know what I mean? Just this, like, all, all of these people who are doing, who continue a legacy, but we don't have to start over. I'm saying we don't have to keep starting over. We can just, it's, it's okay to say, I got this from my grandparents, I got this from these people. I connected it. It's nothing wrong with saying you got it from somebody else. I think that's the biggest trick that we keep falling for. Like we got to do it by ourselves. And it's nothing wrong with being helped. There's nothing wrong with, with saying, I got it from somebody old who knew better and more than me. And now I'm able to build upon and do this. So so I hope we are uh, you know, making sure we think about this during Black History Month. And I hope you're doing something to celebrate Black History Month. Your jobs, your schools, uh, my kids, they learned about uh, Lena Horne and uh, the Harlem Renaissance. Like Chase was listening to Selena Horne music, and I thought that was pretty dope. Because I never would have thought about telling him about it. I mean, it just wasn't on my mind. But he was telling me stuff, and he's singing a song. It's like, and that's what matters. And I think, and that's kind of why I got on this point, because for him, he just knows this is great music that I didn't hear before. Right? And not this whole, it's old, this ain't mine. It's, this is great. What's this? You know what I'm saying? He uh, it was the choir that he sings, and they went to uh, they called it throat singing. I uh, I had a problem with that word, but anyway, but it was more like they they talked about they sang music from Cab Calloway, which I thought was awesome. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, like, and it's like he's tw uh, almost twelve, learning about Lena Horn and Cab Calloway. And I'm telling y'all, my son's gonna be in lights. He's gonna make a bunch of music. And I would love it if that stuff, that's what influences him, not just the stuff he listens to, like that Cab Calloway song that I heard when I was 11, that Lena Horne song I heard when I was 11, like, and nothing is, that's, that's what Black history is. It was the evolution of what came before us and we adding to it, not building something separate and apart from it. 
So thank you guys for checking out the pod. Really appreciate you guys. We do not take your listens lightly. Make sure you follow us on all so- socials at Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D, and online at hp53productions.com. Is I miss anything? No, I think you covered it all. Let's go. My man. Go Chiefs! Uh, uh, make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, mama, this is the Super Duper Podcast. I've been up late with what? demons in my basement trying to get me to hate this what? life thinking I should be further and then I choke up as soon as I got silent then the truth spoke up this said how you know you ain't perfect let that soak up and soak in you know how you know that you blessed I woke up feeling oh my god feeling myself no why cause I, I woke up that's all it takes to be great y'all that's all it takes